Hello Cryptonauts and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. Today we are bringing you your top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. Make sure to hang out with us in Discord and YouTube. With that said, stack stats and hodl and enjoy this podcast. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Zabarelli, here to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. All right, Jake, how has it been going? Going pretty well. Thanks for asking me, John. We've had some really interesting day today. We were doing, uh, we did an interview with, uh, uh, what was this, LS lsji07 mm-hmm. and then we did our crypto chill and chat a little out of order but we still got it done yep so uh, just want to let everybody know that um this this content that we've been producing here is for entertainment purposes only any comments that we our host blockchain don myself jake uh make or any guests that we have on the podcast is not financial advice all i gotta say about that <laughs> perfect all right, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. Starting off with Bitcoin, settling at $66,140.38 with a seven-day gain of 4.7% and a market cap of $1.24 trillion. Uh, second place, Ethereum, settling at $4,692.57 with a seven-day gain of 1.4% and a market cap of $555 billion. Number three, Binance Coin settling at $658.42 with a seven-day gain of 1.2% and a market cap of $111 billion. I was going to say trillion, billion dollars. Number four, Tether, Tether settling at $1 with a seven-day loss of 0.3% and a market cap of $76 billion. Solana settling at $241.51 with a seven-day loss of 3.5% and a market cap of 73 billion dollars number six cardano settling at two dollars and seven cents with a seven day gain of 1.9 percent and a market cap of 66 billion dollars number seven xrp settling at one dollar and 21 cents with a seven day loss of 1.1 percent and a market cap of 56 billion dollars number eight polka dot settling at 47 dollars and 16 cents with a seven day loss of 10 percent and a market cap of $49 billion. Dogecoin coming in ninth place, settling at $0.26 cents and a 7-day loss of 0.6%, and a market cap of $35 billion. And number 10, USD coin, settling at $1 with a 7-day gain of 0.2%, and a market cap of 34 I guess you could round it up to $35 billion. All right, that is your top 10. Obviously, we got Shiba right there. Pretty close. Terra, Avalanche, Litecoin. Litecoin's been actually moving up a lot. You see that? Do you see that numbers, Jake? Look at yep. that, 37%. Yep. Litecoin has been moving up. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Quite a I, bit. I wonder why. Hmm. Have you heard any news out yeah, there? I wonder why. It's, re- it's reaching up towards its its old maximum. I mean, I think it hit like 360, but, you know, three and a half years ago. Three, four years ago. No, it's three years ago. Yeah. Do you hold I don't know what Litecoin's doing. I mean, there must be a bit. What was that, what was that new... Uh, game that was created on litecoin recently um light light uh was it light for light 
It's a, it's a Fortnite alternative, right? That's, is that the one you're talking about? Right. Yeah, that's what light, I'm talking light about. Light Night? I think it's called Light Night. Light Night. Yeah, Light Night. Yeah. So it might be that. You know, it's being, it's being, it's actually finding a purpose outside of just a monetary, you know, store of value. So someone's actually using it for something. Yeah. It's I still good. have hopes for it. I still hold a light, Litecoin bag. And the reason I do is because, mm -hmm. it, you know, Grayscale, they're literally selling their, uh, their, their Litecoin or their, allowing purchases of Litecoin for investors at a thousand percent interest. So, oh, wow. Holy moly. Yeah. So that tells me that they already have a good expectation that Litecoin's going to surpass easily $2,000. Uh, you know, oh, wow. not financial advice, like you said, but uh, you know, Hey, they, they yep. know, they I mean, know something. It, it, you make your own decision. We will tell you the news. And if you guys decide to invest in Litecoin, that's on you. If it goes up great for you, if it doesn't go up, that's, still on you we're not mm -hmm. trying to make we're just trying to point out that it's not it's not that we're scared of this it's just that in the united states unfortunately uh financial advice being handed out on a regular basis is governed by a uh, a regulatory body in the united states we can't actually give you financial advice not just be, not because we're afraid you're gonna we're gonna you're gonna sue us it's because we're not allowed to we're just doing this for entertainment. It's just for fun. And we, we think of it as fun. We actually enjoy doing mm -hmm. this. So it's not that's what we're trying to make a point by giving this disclaimer. Awesome. Uh, the overall market cap is at $3.02 trillion, up by 1.7%. And your candies, of course. Collect your candies. I just collected my candies. Um, yeah. And your rewards. Here you go. I'll show you what's going on in rewards here. And back to you, Jake. So remember, if you appreciate our content, as I think you do if you're listening, please like. We appreciate that. And if you want to continue hearing it, we suggest subscribing and hitting the notification no, pardon me, notification bell. If you're watching on YouTube, we post every Wednesday and every Sunday for the podcast explicitly. We've been doing interviews on Thursdays and every now and then on different days when time permits for those people who are, who are doing an interview with. Uh, we just got done with an interview of uh, LSJI07, and we also got done just very recently with the Crypto Chill and Chat, which has now been moved to live Twitter or live spaces on Twitter. The nice thing about that is a lot of people can join. We can see everyone that's in it, and we, we record and we broadcast that for those who did not get to participate. However, if you do like to participate, we appreciate you if you join us on Discord not just on live Twitter. We also have a Patreon page. The Patreon page, uh, you can get more content than just what's available that you're getting from us right now. And if you appreciate that, we have signed up for $3, $5, and $10, and each one of those positions gets you more and more content from us, directly private content, because you're paying for it. But if you can't contribute that way, we also appreciate donations in Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, Binance, and Basic Attention Token. All of the links for all of this information is in the description below. Below, below, below. Below, below, below. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's head on over to decrypt.co to get a, to get your daily news. Go ahead, Jake. You like to get? You want me to get the new Dow? New Dow forms to buy copy of U.S. Constitution at Sotheby's auction. That's just brilliant. Constitution DAO, a new decentralized autonomous organization dedicated to the preservation of the U.S. Constitution, is planning to pool capital using an Ethereum smart contract to purchase the first edition copy of the 
Historic Document, Sotheby's is set to auction the copy on November 18th at 6.30 p.m. EST. Copy up for auction is valued at 15 to $20 million. Wow. It's sometimes referred to as the Goldman Constitution because it resides in a private collection of the New York-based Goldman family. Next, the document is one of only 11 surviving 1787 first edition copies. 1988, S. Gordon Goldman purchased the Constitution copy for $165,000. Now his wife, Dorothy Tapper Goldman, is putting up putting it up for auction. According to Sotheby's, Dorothy will donate the resulting funds to a charity in her name dedicated to furthering the understanding of our democracy and how all acts of citizens can make a difference. Julian Weiser, a core contributor to the Constitution Dow, told Decrypt that the Dow was formed to put the Goldman Constitution back in the public sphere. Weiser did not share with Decrypt how much has been raised so far. By creating a Dow, the purchasing and purchasing this Constitution copy with the Dow's funds, the document will become fractionally owned by each of its contributors. At the time of writing, the Constitution Dow's Discord server has around 5,500 members. We are grateful to Dorothy for keeping this important artifact safe and thrilled that she's donated the money earned from the sale to a worthy charitable cause, Weiser told Decrypt. Connor Swenberg, a protocol architect for Syndicate DAO and a contributor to Constitution DAO, wrote on Twitter that Sotheby's will accept an Ethereum address as proof of funds to participate in the upcoming auction. In the past, Sotheby's has occasionally accepted cryptocurrency as a form of payment, but a representative from Sotheby's told the department in New York, uh, pardon me, bids department in New York, told Decrypt that the, the venerable auction house won't be accepting cryptocurrency as payment for the Goldman Constitution. This means that the Constitution Dow funds will be converted from crypto into dollars. Hmm. FTX exchange president Brett Harrison offered via Twitter yesterday to exchange Constitution Dow's cryptocurrency to facilitate the Goldman, Goldman Constitution purchase. In order to bid in the auction, the Dow will have to fulfill Sotheby's Know Your Customer requirement in one of two ways, according to Constitution Dow's supporter, Alice Ma. Either a museum or an LLC will have to bid on the Dow, Dow's behalf. After the document is purchased, Ma wrote on Discord, the operating plan is to place the piece on loan for public display at that particular museum. Constitution Dow is looking into the Smithsonian, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and the New York Historical Society as potential homes for this historic document. Interesting. Now, I'm kind of curious. It said, well, I, this is obviously happening in New York, right? And that's probably why yep. they're converting the, the crypto to, to fiat, right? Uh, just so they can avoid not not getting bumped into the uh, the, the crypto the crypto bill. The only thing that weirds me out, and this is a probably an aside that has nothing to do with crypto, is this is the uh, uh, does it say that she says it exactly? Um, donating the resulting funds to a charity in her name, quote. Dedicating to furthering the understanding of our democracy and how the acts of all citizens can make a difference. Now, that's very generic. It does say charity in her name, right? Mm -hmm. So where does it's basically uh, feels like she's selling the thing to herself. So money laundering? It, no, it's not money laundering. It's just that uh, 
the method I've seen with very wealthy people doing this before, and this is where I, I'm highly skeptical of what's going on here. It feels like it's a personal favor kind of action, um, a way for a person to get a lot of money built up for a thing. Now, it's obviously going to a charity in her name, but it's still a charity in her name, right? Mm -hmm. So she's basically selling a piece of an asset, rather. She's selling an asset to herself. Yeah. That's the thing that wears me out. Yes, it's a charity. Yes, it may not be that she can touch the money, but it just it's just something that I see wealthy people doing on a regular basis, and, and even the Trump organization did the same thing too. Right, they basically yeah. created a an organization for themselves and then took the money from it for themselves. And it's, that's actually illegal. Once you create a charity in your name, regardless, you can't take money from it. It's not your money anymore. But it's just a little weird to me. So, I mean, it's neat that this DAO is, is existing, it still kind of feels like a favor to the family and not right. just so you can't take of, money of from the organization but you can still have the organization do you favors back in return right well so the point of of having a charity like that for yourself is to avoid taxes mm -hmm. well uh, the goldman family is very wealthy and uh what they're basically saying is oh someone's going to basically pay our taxes for us by giving us a, or giving having us donate to or other people are going to buy this from us mm -hmm. that's going to, that money's going to go to the charity but it's also going to be us donating something that's worth effectively 15 to 20 million dollars right. so we're now going to because we've just now donated 15 to 20 million dollars worth of a thing wow going to deduct from our taxes wow 15 to 20 Boom. million dollars that, that the light bulb just went off that's insane is this what rich people so do it's a way it's a dot yeah it's a tax, tax dodge <laughs> yeah that's insane oh man and it's been done by a lot of wealthy people before. This is not the first time. But it be, because it's this big thing and it's out there in the open, and it's like, well, you're donating all this money. Yeah. Did you notice what I, what I read? She's donating the money to a charity in her name. Mm. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Good thing uh, you caught like said, that. Interesting. She doesn't. She doesn't get to. She doesn't get to keep the fifteen to twenty million dollars, but she gets to treat it like a tax write-off because she donated that mm -hmm. piece of paper, which is now worth twenty million dollars, roughly, whatever it gets. You know, whatever the amount of money is that it ends up being. And now because it's a donation, even though, and but it's it's also in her name, which means it's in her control. <laughs> so, anyways, it's, if you don't if you don't understand what's really going on, it, it might sound like oh she's she's very philanthropic and very very you know generous, uh -huh. giving all that money away. That, Interesting. You know, she's not giving the money away. She's just giving a piece of paper that her husband bought you know decades ago for mm -hmm. way less money to an organization in her name that someone else is paying for. Mm. So, so now. Thing out of 20, 20 million dollars of taxes that someone else is putting the bill for. Wow. <laughs> so now it's got to keep a closer eye on Oprah. Yeah. Well, I don't think Oprah's that bad, but it, wealthy people do tend to do these really f weird uh, financial transactions, which are legal. It's not mm. like what she's doing is illegal. It's just right. a kind of a, it looks like a very generous thing if you don't really know what's going on. Mm. All right, let's head on. Next news. To the next news, written by Tim Huckey. This week on Crypto Twitter, Discord backs out of crypto while Twitter wades in. Let's see. This week on Crypto Twitter, Jimmy Fallon joined the Board 8 Yacht Club NFT craze. Discord CEO Jason Citrion, Citron hinted that the messaging platform will integrate with crypto. Then back backtracked a few days later, AMC CEO Adam Aaron flaunted the success of AMC's new crypto payment options, and many more things happened besides. Uh, read on to see our weekly roundup of Twitter's crypto space. Okay, so here's a couple of tweets. 
Packy McCormick, um, Discord, Im imagine a place. Okay, I'm guessing. Okay, all right. Here's another tweet. Probably nothing. Uh, okay, so here you go. On Monday, Discord CEO Jason Cit Citron tweeted a screenshot of what appears to be a MetaMask wallet connectivity feature inside the popular messaging platform's user settings. The tweet was a response to a blog post tweeted by blogger Packy McCormick, uh, who discussed the ideas of a Discord native crypto wallet, an idea that was first appeared on Discord user survey back in August. McCormick was sold on the idea. However, Citron backtracked days later, tweeting that Discord has no current plans to ship this MetaMask integration. Reasons for Citron's U-turn are unclear, but it could be due to the amount of backlash and responses to his initial tweet. Many of Discord's core audience of gamers greeted the potential crypto update with cynicism, citing environmental concerns and oft-repeated taunt that crypto is a pyramid scheme. Oh, God. Come on, you guys. Here's some more tweets. On Wednesday, Twitter announced it was setting up a crypto team to explore decentralized apps. The team will be led by Berlin-based crypto engineering leader Tess, uh, Tess Renierson, who announced her new role on the platform the day the news broke, saying, I'm thrilled to share that I've joined Twitter to lead a new team focused on crypto, blockchains, and other decentralized technologies, including and going beyond cryptocurrencies. And here's a tweet from Tess saying i'm thrilled to share share that i've joined the twitter okay blah, blah, we got that details of exactly how twitter plans to get into dApps are scarce however the company mentioned that it is we're exploring ways to incorporate decentralized technologies into our products and the infrastructure on wednesday tonight's show jimmy fallon interviewed nft artist people who earlier this year made crypto history when he sold an nft at an auction for 69.3 million dollars Fallon told the artist that he bought his first NFT ape, an ape, which people quickly surmised was a Board 8 Yacht Club NFT. And here's a little video here from Bando. Okay. The following day, Fallon changed his Twitter pro profile pic to his Board 8 Yacht Club avatar and tweeted permission to come aboard. <laughs> and that is Jimmy Fallon. Oh, nice. There you go. You got it. Everybody has it now, huh? That's, that's it. That's, the, that's your symbolic image. That same day, the CEO of movie theater chain AMC flaunted the success of his company's decision to start accepting crypto for payments. Adam Aaron told his 210,600 plus followers who are proudly now accepting, drumroll please, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, also Apple Pay, Google Pay, PayPal. Incredibly, they already account for 14% of total online transactions. Dogecoin next. Meanwhile, Coinbase added but added buttons to its application, enabling users to share price charts or images of their portfolios on Twitter or Instagram profiles. The move pivots Coinbase towards financial platforms like Venmo or Public, uh, which have long integrated social media features into their applications. On Friday, a decentralized autonomous organization, DAO called Constitutional DAO, announced plans to buy an extremely first, uh, rare first edition copy of the U.S. Constitution, which is being auctioned through Sotheby's later this month. Obviously, we just read about that. The DAO has quickly attracted support, gaining 4,688 followers on Discord and 5,561 on Twitter at the time of writing. It's also getting a helpful hand from crypto exchange FTX US. Well, the exchange president, Brett Harrison, tweeted, FTX will glad, glad, gladly exchange the crypto raised 
by Constitution Dow into dollars to facilitate purchase of the Constitution at Sotheby's. Obviously, uh, FTX came up with some good crypto there, right? On Saturday, decentralized. Yeah, they're getting they're getting they're getting a bit brought into the deal. They they yeah. better into the deal from oh, like yeah. oh yeah sure we'll take that crypto uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll give you cash for that yeah, no problem yeah, yeah. take, yeah, we'll, take we'll, your monopoly money man take it <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, exactly. On Saturday, decentralized lending platform uh, protocol, Cream Finance announced another hack. Come on, no, what happened? Finance announced its uh, compensation plan to users affected by an exploit that cost the network 130 million dollars in crypto. It's the third hack this year to hit the protocol. It published this announcement on Twitter and Medium. Quote, we, we will distribute 1,453,415 cream tokens to impacted users. We are utilizing remaining cream tokens within the treasury and removing the project's team, team's remaining cream token allocation. There will be no further cream allocation to the team. Ooh, that's scary, isn't it? While the while the payout will be proportional to users' proportions at the time of the exploit, it won't quite cover their losses. At today's rate of $56.95 to a cream token to promise payout amounts to $82,771,984, which is almost $50 million short. Mm. Yeah. Finally, today's news, the biggest up, uh, upgrade to Bitcoin's network since 2017 went live today. Taproot boosts Bitcoin's transactions privacy and facilitates the implementation of lightweight smart contracts. It means transactions that require multiple signatures are now cheaper and easier to execute. Chain Code Labs engineer uh, P- Peter, was it Peter Wooley, tweeted, the real work will be in building wallets slash protocols that build on top of it to make use of its advantages. I'm very excited to see where this takes us. So, it's been a dense week for news on crypto Twitter. No doubt with a new crypto savvy team, the Twitter platform itself will become one to watch for dApp innovators in the near future. Discord probably won't be going there soon, though. Hmm. All right. There was a lot there. Yeah. There was a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on. I agree. I mean, it was one of those weeks. Like, seriously, this week, I don't know if, if you were into this, but I was probably in a dozen spaces this week, man. No joke. I mean, it's crypto's blowing up. There's so much going on. Can you believe it? I was actually, I was actually in the same spaces. I felt honored to be in the same space with, with CZ of Binance. Get to hear him just talk live. You can only do that in Twitter, dude. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it's kind I of was, a neat, neat feature. Yeah, I was also with uh, um, who else? Was Gary V. I was with Gary V. He was uh, chatting about his NFTs. I mean, everybody, oh. you know, it's 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 just booming right now. Yeah, Twitter's making this kind of a neat tool available. They're competing with Discord in a sense, although obviously Discord has way more functionality than Twitter does. But it's neat to see that Twitter is going, hey, we can do live spaces and people can chat mm-hmm. their Twitter account. It's probably what they wanted to do anyways. <laughs> Anyways, continuing on to something else by Tim Hakee. Trading volume on OpenSea doubles as Board Ape Yacht Club sales spike 900%. What? Yesterday, the amount of Ethereum traded on traded daily on the NFT marketplace OpenSea jumped from around 48 million to around 105 million, according to Dune Analytics. Last time the daily volume of Ethereum on OpenSea hit 100 million was October 15th. Back then, way back then. <laughs> it was more of a regular occurrence. 
Things called off, uh, cooled off rather, for a good month, but a sudden tenfold surge in sales volumes for Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs yesterday appears to have contributed to the sudden upsurge. Anyway, maybe it has something to do with Jimmy Fallon. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. According to NFT data aggregator Crypto Slam, the sales volume of Board Ape Yacht Club. NFTs went up 900% overnight, while sales of spin-off Mutant Ape Yacht Club are up 1,100%. Board Ape Yacht Club, which is so easy to say, is a collection of 10,000 NFTs that was launched back in April. Each image is a portrait of a cartoon ape generated from a combination of 170 possible traits. The NFTs are stored on the ERC-721 tokens on Ethereum. The NFT project has received heavyweight backing from the pop world recently. It started last week when Rolling Stone magazine partnered with BAYC to release 2,500 limited edition paper zines, each with a board ape on the cover, or paper zines, because it's like magazines, paper zines. On Wednesday, a digitized version of the magazine was put up for auction as an NFT on Super Rare, alongside another alternative cover inspired by Mutant Ape Yacht Club, a similar collection of 20,000 NFTs launched by BAYC's creators back in August. There is currently still a day and a half left to bid on them. And here are some of their imageries if you're watching on YouTube. On Thursday, Universal Music Group, otherwise known as UMG, the second biggest label of world in the world, announced that it would be forming a Gorillaz-style metaverse group called Kingship. The avatars for the group will be based on the Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs owned by the collector Jimmy or J1MMY McNeils. Fans are expected to see Kingship performing in virtual world settings and released more, releasing more NFTs as the metaverse expands. The group will be managed by Nicholas Adler, who currently manages the crypto-friendly Snoop Dogg, and its yeah, music will be put out on a subsidiary of Universal called 10.22 p.m. Hmm? Yes, the time, 10.22 oh, p.m., okay. probably when it was created. In a similar piece of news, legendary hip-hop producer Tim Timbaland announced on Friday that he's starting a metaverse band called, or composed of BAYC avatars. To tie in with the project, Timbaland is also setting up an Ape In Productions AIP in the new company that will produce music and animations for the project. This is sounding an awful lot like, uh, like Gorillaz. Hmm. Uh, it basically is. It's a, it's a knockoff. The company will release its first single as an NFT on Wednesday. The song is called Apeshite, or mm. A-P-E-S-H apostrophe T, and it's performed by a band called The Zoo. There's a tweet regarding <laughs> okay. it. Finally, NFT collector and Puff Yaddy <laughs> Puff Yaddy? <laughs> tweeted in the yes, Puff Yaddy, exactly. That's funny. Tweeted in the news that BAYC creators Yuga Labs uh, filed a trademark application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office of the uh, USPTO for the word APE used in the cryptocurrency online games, computer software platform, and development of the custom blockchain software. No doubt BAYC and MAYC NFT holders are going apeshit. <laughs> yeah. I don't think <laughs> yeah, this that's is a whole lot pass. of stuff. Like, There's a lot of stuff here, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in this, but it's it's funny because I actually heard this news uh, yesterday. I think it had actually been it actually been hit. Uh, I don't know if it was the day before. I don't know if it was Saturday or if it was Friday, but um, from uh, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, uh, Internet Today, they actually went all apeshit on it as well. Um, I know that Ricky and Elliot. Uh, I believe Elliot's not super fond of it, but Ricky is really hyped up on the idea of. Uh, 
NFTs and crypto. And so it's funny to watch the banter between the two of them on their own show. I know I'm basically talking about another podcast that we effectively are competing with, but um, I, re I really like those guys. I've been watching them for a long time. Mm. Puff Yeti. What was that other one here? It was uh, 1022 p.m. I kind of want to talk about that. I, I have a feeling that Snoop Dogg's team probably forgot to put a title when uh yeah when they made their crypto friendly I'm, I'm assuming nfts like let's just 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 call it the timestamp 1022 when we minted it yep. that's funny yeah it actually sounds like a marketing company because there's a lot of marketing companies that take their name from the name the number of the building that they're in uh -huh. so you could have a like a 160 uh spirit street or 160 you know bay street or something it's it's just where they happen to exist there's the, the thing that's so funny about it is it's can, most marketing firms are super original and so it's really unoriginal for them to just take what, whatever the name of their address is as their name of their company <laughs> it's like when you move buildings can you keep this can you keep the name of your company still <laughs> yeah hmm. how does that work yeah exactly right here we go with uh I guess the last news of today, uh, written by Decrypt staff, Bitcoin's biggest upgrade since 2017. Taproot just went live. A long-awaited upgrade to the Bitcoin's network is finally here. The new protocol, Taproot, preserves privacy on the Bitcoin blockchain by obscuring complicated transactions. It also makes them cheaper and more lightweight. The upgrade, which was locked on, uh, locked in on June twelfth, uh, it's seven days, uh, seven days, seven years in the making. It combines complex transactions with simple ones without bulking out the blockchain. Taproot does this by replacing Bitcoin's current signature protocol with Snor 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 signatures. These are faster signatures that boost Bitcoin's transaction privacy and makes it easier to implement lightweight smart contracts. This is provisionally good for Bitcoin. It will make multiple signature transactions, which require sev several s signatories to okay a transaction at once, cheaper and easier to execute. Making better use of Bitcoin's finite space makes the blocks blockchain more scalable too. Taproot is the most significant upgrade to Bitcoin since SegWit in 2017. SegWit fixed a host of bugs, allowed for more transactions to be stuffed into each block, and laid the groundwork for layer 2 payment channels such as Lightning. Today's upgrade signals a most behind-the-scenes cha uh, change for now. The march of today was kicked off when Taproot was activated in June. Then the network instigated a waiting period for all nodes to upgrade to the newest version of Bitcoin Core. But as with all things on Bitcoin, the upgrades are meaningless unless a community makes use of them. Now it's up to the developers to build on Taproot. So congratulations. We've been talking about Taproot. Taproot's been on, on our tongues for a while today. We've been talking mm -hmm. about it since last night. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's that's the that's the that's the trigger word right now. Taproot. Everybody wants Taproot now. Taproot. 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 Make an NFT called Taproot. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I think it's it, like they say it's, it's dependent upon people who are going to make use of Taproot, but yeah, not entirely a bad thing because everybody's using uh, Bitcoin for. You know, yeah. store value yeah i was actually in, a, in spaces last night and they were talking about taproot like you said taproot and i said you know it's nice that it's happened right now right it's nice that we got it finally in bitcoin it's been a long a long time in the making but it doesn't really mean anything if there's if nobody really integrates 
taproot in their, in their wallets. Like there's all these Bitcoin wallets, literally all everything that you can imagine that's a crypto wallet will traditionally have Bitcoin with it, right? No, you, well, you, they have to upgrade their wallets to have that taproot feature built in, right? All these exchanges need to, need to uh, have these as well, right? Are they going to do it? Yep. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, obscurity, the obscurity feature of Taproot is kind of, I think, going to be, be a concern with these exchanges. So maybe they won't even uh, allow that. Well, I mean, anybody who wants privacy will, will enable it. And anyone who can't, because the US government is getting on their case about it, probably won't. Mm -hmm. See, I'm sure some people will do it. Yeah. It's like it's like what happened with uh, HTTPS versus you know basically secure web versus not secure web. Mm -hmm. Once we found out that the Patriot Act was going to get into everybody's pants on this, the, the, most of the companies were like, uh, "No, we don't want to lose customers that are outside this country. In fact, we don't lose them in this country. So we're going to implement secure web." Yeah, and now pretty much everything at is some, secure web. At, so, at some point, yeah, if you're not, your browser is going to give you a warning about it. But uh, <laughs> in the very near future, I can definitely see. A lot more people heading over that direction when they realize, oh wait, you mean the U.S. government can't do anything about it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other articles you see here that look really good? Let's see here. Why Ave V3 new portal feature could be a game changer? Hmm. Sounds pretty good. Timbaland launches production company for Board Eight Yacht Club. Uh, Board Eight NFT owners. Grayscale. Let's see. The Collector. Why People Pleasers latest NFT art is on Solana, not Ethereum. Ooh, hey, how about that, dude? You want to read that? The Collector. Yeah, the Collector. From Andrew Hayward. Uh, latest People Pleasers latest NFT, NFT art is on Solana, not Ethereum. Artist People Pleaser, a.k.a. Emily Young, is one of the standouts of this year's NFT market bloom. Boom, pardon me, including designing the cover of Fortune magazine and then selling it as an NFTs. Her work was previously launched on leading NFT platform Ethereum, but now she's expanding onto rising competitor Solana with the drop of an, of an inventive new project. Launched this week amidst the Solana Breakpoint Conference in Lisbon, the Collector by People Pleaser created a collaboration with Cloud Eater Studios and Solana Metaplex protocol spans 500 total pieces, including 3D ducts, buildings, UFOs, and more, including any, pardon me, individually, any one piece might seem simple or mundane. But if one wallet collect, collects all 13 unique items in the set, they can ultimately choose to burn or destroy them all in exchange for one of just 15 total limited edition animated 3D cityscapes, three designs with five editions of each. People Pleaser told Decrypt that Crypt Collector was designed to be like a metaverse animal crossing, where players collect different assets based on the recipes to craft items as an upgrade. Nintendo's Animal Crossing game series encompasses low-life sim simulations with cartoonish images and online social play. The latest version on Switch, released at the start of the pandemic in March 2020, became a pleasant quarantine escape for tens of millions of players. And here's a visual of that. Visually, the collectors, that just gets annoying after a while, city scenes capture a bit of the Animal Crossing vibe with an isometric overview, overhead view of the animated 3D setting. People Pleaser said that the project's look is also inspired by a previous piece of hers 
called, quote, a whale's dream, and pulls visual cues from Lisbon and the Solana ecosystem. Debuting a project on Solana is new for People Pleaser, but she suggested that it was a long time coming. I'm curious about the other blockchains and how NFTs work on other chains, as well as the market audience and how it may differ from Ethereum, she said. Furthermore, Solana Labs COO Raj Gokul is a longtime supporter who first asked her to collaborate in early 2021. On top of the shift to Solana for this drop, People Pleaser also tapped a different kind of method for selling the, quote, the collector's NFTs, adopting a format called the Fair Launch Protocol. It's designed to avoid a rush of buyers flooding in at the same time to purchase a limited number of NFTs while also letting the community determine the price of a, in a decentralized manner. The, pro the process initially has prospective buyers place a bid at what each believes is a reasonable price for a single NFT, and the medium bid is ultimately set as the fair launch price. In this case, it was one soul, or around $240 as of Wednesday's launch. Pieces are currently selling in a, on the secondary market for around five times the launch price. Sounds like Supreme, doesn't it? Mm. Any bidder who puts up puts in one soul or higher automatically receives a raffle ticket. 500 winners were chosen to complete the transaction. Automatic refunds are provided to bidders who did not win in the raffle. Uh, those who did bid more than one soul were refunded for the remainder. Anyone who bid less than uh, less could opt also opt into the higher price to enter the raffle. Or regardless of the outcome, each bidder also paid 0.1 sole fee that goes to charity. With 5,568 total bidders, the fees generated 556.8 sole, or about $127,000, as of this writing. Wow. People Pleaser has asked fans uh, in a collector in a collector community Discord serve uh, server to help figure out the best way to donate these funds. She previously donated more than $650,000 worth of ETH to charitable causes focused on preserving free speech thanks to the sales of the Fortune NFTs. That sale generated $1.3 million worth of ETH in total, with the artist and publication collectively donating half of the proceeds across four chosen organizations. Solana's NFT ecosystem caught fire in late summer with the with the platform providing an alternative to Ethereum with low fees and rapid transaction times. Leading profile picture collections like Degenerate Ape Academy and Solana Monkey Business have helped drive hundreds of millions of dollars worth of trading volume on Solana over the last three months. People Pleaser is one of the better known artists in the NFT scene, emerging earlier this year when her work for DeFi protocols hit big during the initial early year NFT market boom. Her video ad for decentralized exchange Uniswap sold as an NFT were $525,000 worth of ETH in March. It was purchased by people by PleaserDAO, a DAO formed by fans to collect her artwork, also along with other NFTs and unique cultural artifacts. In addition to the Fortune cover for in, and NFTs, PeoplePleaser also uh, recently partnered with musician Steve Aoki to launch Please Aoki One, a collective vault that collects NFT art from female artists. Aoki also did, uh, announced his own separate Solana-based NFT initiative this week with comic book artist Todd McFarlane, creator of Spawn. Yes, my guy, dude, that's my guy. All right. So, yeah, this is just another another reason for more art, 
on a, yet a different platform that's not Ethereum. And of course, it is much cheaper to purchase if you were interested in it. It is, but what do much you, easier to move. Yeah, but what do you think about this 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 buzzword that's going on? That's I guess being attached to Solana. That it's a it's a it's a corporate uh, 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 company. It's a corporate investment, and it's very centralized. It is. <laughs> it was it was funded by a bunch of corporations. So it was mm -hmm. just an attempt to. I don't know if it was an attempt to topple Ethereum or it's just an attempt to give something as a as an right. alternative. But I'm not. I'm I'm a little hesitant on Solana, but. You know, it's it's no it's not so much different from Hedera Hashgraph. I'm not saying Hedera Hashgraph is, you know, fully centralized, but it isn't a uh, fully decentralized ideal. Mm -hmm. right? It was still formed by one person. It's still proof of stake, and these are you know, what Solana and Hedera effectively were. There are other attempts now. If we can find a coin or a token that can do the same thing and is literally fully decentralized and no one owns it, hopefully that system doesn't become corrupt either. Because that's one of those things that concerned me about ownership of DAOs is it still comes, becomes something of a, of a collective, right? I mean, it's supposed to be a collective, but is it a collective of different people or is it a collective of like-minded people who are only interested in themselves? Hmm. So, Good point. All right, let me I mean, see if, if I can find. It, I don't. If, I don't even know if it's possible to foster the idea of of altruism. Hmm. If we could develop a coin or a token that mandated altruistic people, how do you mandate altruism? I don't even know if that's possible. So yeah. it would be amazing. But digress. Let me go ahead and read this. Uh, let's make this the last news of the day. Uh, written by Stacy Elliott. Grayscale's Metaverse is, bet is paying off. Mana climbs 253% in two weeks. Man, if you got some mana, you're making some bank. Do you have mana, Jake? I have some mana, yes. Uh, so you're making some bank. All right. Yes. I mean, and the, the irony is that I have my mana stored on... on, on uh, Grayscale? It's called Celsius. Celsius. Ah, <laughs> nice. Awesome. Great. Uh, yeah, cool. Early investors in Metaverse. Hey, book. By, by my book, yep. <laughs> Early investors in Metaverse plays are today reaping large rewards, including the biggest asset manager in crypto, Grayscale. Grayscale CEO, Michael, uh, how do you say that? Sun, sun, sunny Sun? Sunny? Sun and, sun and Shine. Sun, sun and Shine. Sunny, sunny Shine? Sun and Shine. Sun and Shine. Who spoke at the Decrypt? And Yahoo Finance Crypto Goes main, uh, Mainstream event earlier this week said the firm has seen strong receptivity, receptivity hmm, to its grayscale decentralized trust. As a passive, I didn't even know that happened. When did that come through? You just read it, right? <laughs> yeah, as a, as a passive way for investors to get exposure to the metaverse. The metaverse pairs the virtual world and character building uh, mechanisms of games like SimCity and Minecraft with a native currency that can be traded for other cryptocurrencies or sold for fiat. For Decentraland, which runs on the Ethereum blockchain, the currency is mana. Bird dog. Yep. <laughs> it can be used to customize avatars and purchase parcels of virtual land. Oh, that's another thing. I want I want you to talk about this afterwards, you know. To try to have people understand and bring 
understand what what this virtual land is and why it has value i mean it's not real it's it's not real why are you people paying millions of dollars for this stuff we'll talk about that after the token yeah. uh, the token got a huge bump following the news that facebook had rebranded itself meta and announced its intention to be one of the prime developers in the metaverse. Shortly after the announcement, Meta, uh, Mana set an all-time high of $4.11. But for investors who don't necessarily want to actively manage an Axie Infinity account or build or sell scenes for Mana, the Grayscale Decentraland Trust has been an attractive way to get some exposure. Um, so that is one way investors can think about putting money to work in an asset that is going to potentially appreciate with the rise of the metaverse like Decentraland itself, he said. That's just one of several applications we're always sca uh, scouring, scouring the landscape, looking for other assets we can also bring to our investors. Earlier today, Mana, the native currency of the Decentraland virtual world in the metaverse and the sole asset behind this grayscale Decentraland trust was up as much as 28% over the last 24 hours. The more recently settled uh, to $3.29, a 20.6% gain over yesterday. Over the last 14 days, Mana's price has increased by more than 253%, according to data from CoinGecko. The Grayscale Decentraland Trust launched in late February and currently has $49.2 million under management. It gained 943.8% since inception and 235.9% in just the last month. Sun, sun, sunshine, sunshine sees the metaverse as a disruptive Web3 upgrade to the way people have experiences on the internet, separate from the e-commerce and social media tech giants that have ruled the Web2 era. Their philosophically, their their philosophically is going to be a dis disconnect whether or not individuals and users want their metaverse experience captured recorded and monetized by centralized platforms, Sunshine said. Or, in fact, those experiences are going to move to more decentralized applications where the value and experience of what is owned is backed in the hands of the individual. Yeah, and that's the concern, right? That's the concern about Facebook and Meta. All right, yeah. let's talk about it. As far as the question of Decentraland being this virtual space, I mean, I... I know I haven't talked too much about it. I think I've mentioned it once, particularly in the crypto chill and chat about my investment in Upland. Um, the, the questions are whether or not this virtual space is, has value. And I think I could, I could take an example of almost any one of the games that Facebook or any other company has ever produced. Let's just use Farmville because it's something that a lot of people know about. It's been around for a very long time. Farmville was, you know, a farming community game. You could play and, and uh, you know, develop your own farm, right? Produce food and, and, and you could actually uh, win things by being the most productive person uh, in the space on the farm. Now, there's lots of games like this on there, both on Facebook and on Android and iOS. Um, and you can put money into those things. Now, people recognize that you can buy tokens for these games in order to boost your functionality or to win the little mini games that are played in the, in those spaces. And they don't really think too much of that as being a weird thing. You know, you buy it, you pay whatever your local currency, fiat currency is, your, you know, uh, euros or us dollars or whatever, um, and buy the coin 
or by by the tokens and use those tokens to boost your your game gameplay. Um, the difference with the, the, the furthermore, I think with uh, actually I know with crypto is that you can then invest in digital properties like you could in the farm, and then now you own that. Well, in in the game that Facebook created, mm-hmm. actually Zynga created for Facebook, um, you couldn't really own the farm. You could play the game and buy tokens that would help you play the mini games in the farm game, but you couldn't really own the farm itself, right? It wasn't for you to own. You were just playing it as a as a game. It was just for fun, you know, entertainment purposes only, as we say. Uh, with crypto, you can actually own the property or the virtual, physically, the visualization of the virtual property. You can own that. Now it's yours. You have this this code that's attached to the blockchain, which is now owned by you because you paid for it and you 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 handed the money over, and they give you the address. And now it's your your space. Now there's the digital end digital environment mm-hmm. is no real different than that. You can go into it. You can virtually visit it through using your avatar to walk around in that space, um, and you can visit those different places within that space. And people have already bought up all of Decentraland. It's already owned by by many different companies. And there's all kinds of activities to do in there. Particularly, you can go to, you can go to conferences, you can go to um, uh, raves, you can go to talks. Uh, there are games to play. There are all kinds of art uh, decorations and such to, to visit and, and visualize, um, both three-dimensional and uh, three-dimensional interactive. Uh, you can teleport around in space, as opposed to it being like a game where everything is competitive it's just a it's like a conference space it's just for going and seeing now obviously there are games and you can play those games as needed just like farmville but um the the ability to own and to participate gives you a monetary incentive no longer is it just for entertainment purposes but you can actually own this i mean yes you can think of money as 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 entertainment i'm sure plenty of people do but it it gives you the the opportunity to uh take something away with you or take some ownership recognition away with you when you leave. You're outside in the outside environment. You're like, hey, I own that block of space in that digital environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not a physical space. Yes, you can't physically go visit it like you can in a place on Earth. But it still has a value in reality. And as long as the blockchain continues to exist, it will continue to have value. So, I mean, there's, I've tried to make the analogy to this to people who understand the basis of fiat, fiat currencies. I mean, our, our U.S. fiat currency went off the gold standard 50 years ago. And so the fact that U.S. dollar even has value at all is really just a, a property of the fact that millions of, or rather billions of people on the planet believe it does. And without, if those people suddenly disappeared, yeah, U.S. dollar would be useless. But if those people disappeared, we wouldn't really have much need for the money in the first place. So <laughs> the, the the argument is always this, well, it's not real, so it has no value. So, when was the last time you actually played paid with actual dollars or euros? Well, okay. Took so, out the, 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 that's what I, that's what I to, that's Nobody what I does to, that anymore. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about is that I had this conversation yesterday, one of those uh, r- like real life in person's conversations, not somebody like you, you talk to over the over the internet. So I'm sitting with with uh, with uh, a friend of mine, and I'm having this conversation, and he's he's not convinced that uh, uh, digital assets are are the thing to to get into uh, he's always been uh, about the physical paper about physical property uh anything physical if you if you can't touch it it's it, it's not real it doesn't care not real exactly right yep. so I, I so i showed him a video of it i just literally just did a quick 
um, you know, top selling NFTs on YouTube. Like here, I want you just to see this to sh just to show you that it's not it's crypto does have value in regards to fiat. Here's a video. And literally these assets are going for hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And I'm just letting them watch the video. And at the end, he's like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they have they have value, but it's not real. It's like, oh, God, come on. Yes, I get it. I get it. So would you consider getting into it? No, because it's not real. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, God. So that's what I'm trying to like. I, I want I want to have them understand that there's there's there is. I said this before. Yeah. You, you and I had this discussion early on when we very first got in, when I, we, we first met actually like a year mm -hmm. and a half, almost mm -hmm. two years ago. Um, you asked, why can't I convince people that this is real and this is valid? Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. And yeah. It, it, the analogy is takes a sidestep to something else. If you know that there's a, <laughs> I'm going to use this as a, as a, a fantasy example, but it's still a fantasy. It's still a, a good example to to make to drive home the point. If you know about this this thing, where you can go into a closet and visit a mystical land called Narnia, uh, oh, yeah. where there's talking animals and you can become a king and live an entire lifetime, you're really not going to be able to convince people that it's real, even if you take them to that place. There are some people who just don't get it. You're not going to convince them no matter what you do, no matter how much proof you provide. Because as the adage goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. Hmm. So if a person, you want that person to join you in your new reality. Mm -hmm. If they're not ready for it, they're not going to do it no matter how much proof you provide to them. They have to decide for themselves that it's real and valid. And until they do, they're going to be missing out. And that's not your fault. Yeah. As much as hard as it is to watch a person flounder and struggle, even though you've provided them all the good things they could possibly have, it's mm -hmm. right there. And Just go know. ahead and take it. It's right in front of you. What? Go ahead. It's right there. Nope. Nope. I don't believe it. I don't understand it. Doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'll, I guess I'll see you later when you finally figure it out. And it's not your fault. It's it's just they don't get it, and there's nothing you can do to change their mind. Yeah. And I told this person the way. I told this friend about about Bitcoin when it was first out, when it first came out. Uh, well, when I first found out about it and uh, when I felt confident enough to talk about it, I think the value of, of Bitcoin at that time was around eight to nine hundred dollars. I said, you got to get into this, put a little money into this hundred bucks. I mean, you're going to make some good money in the, in the near future. Ah, this is this is fantasy money. It's fake. And it goes mm -hmm. up to, uh, I think, ten thousand. Oh, it's uh, it's illegal uh, terrorist money. It's like that. That's not that's not something I want to affiliate with myself with. Mm, okay, and it goes up to twenty k. It's like oh, there's there's investors out there, but uh, yeah, they're they're just nothing but like low class investors. They're not really into it. You know, they're just gonna just uh, it's it's a pyramid scheme. I think that's what he said at twenty k. It's a pyramid scheme. Um, and now it's up to uh, this level, and now there's so many different uh, cryptos and assets out there. It's like yeah. It's obviously, and now he's saying that it's obviously um, part of society now, but uh, it's still fake. Yeah, um, you're not. You, it's it's unfortunate when you run. I mean, especially when, let's say it was a person that was a, a relative or a, or a parent or even a grandparent or something. You're like, I really want this person to benefit from the from the, I've 
mm-hmm. gained from this. And the only way you're going to convince them is if you take a small amount of money invested into that new concept and then bring out a large amount of money later, then, then you've proved it to them. Like, look, I put in $5 and then let's say five years later, I brought out $5,000. They're like, wow, that, that, I don't know how you did that, but, and you're like, well, I just explained it to you. I, I, they're like, I don't know how to fit that concept into my brain. <laughs> and so they don't accept the black box that you've pushed all this, this content into, but they do accept the outcome. If you can provide the outcome, you look like I spent $1,000 here, now I have a million dollars. And they're like, I still don't understand it, but I at least know what money is. It's like, it, it's fine. That's, not everyone's going to get it. Right. I guess you're right. It, it does come back to the physical asset. And that's not what I want to do with my crypto. I want to keep my crypto as crypto. I want to be a diamond hand guy. I want to be, uh, you know. Well, you want We want crypto to be the, the new fiat. So mm-hmm. once that happens, then you, you won't care about U.S. dollars. And everyone right. who's struggling so it's like with I'm U.S. dollars will have to convert. Convince this person, huh? It's not going to happen. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not in this experience, but maybe the next one. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got yeah. a couple more minutes. I guess we can plug in a few things. Um, let's see. Actually, yeah, you want to do that, Jake? All righty. For the prior commentary, uh, we do broadcast on YouTube as well as on other podcasting platforms that are audio only, like Anchor. Uh, and if you appreciate our content, we would appreciate a like from you. Mm-hmm. And if you appreciate the content enough to continue uh, watching our content, we would appreciate a subscribe on any platform that allows that possibility. Because if you subscribe, you can also hit the notification bell and get updates when we release new podcasts on Wednesdays and Sundays. We also are doing interviews every Thursday until the end of the year. And uh, we actually did an interview today because the person had a scheduling conflict, but that was a good one. That was with... L-S-J-O-I-O-S, or 07, pardon me. Uh, he's a Raven uh, contributor. We also have a Discord, which you can participate with. If you'd like, the link is in the description below. We're on Patreon for 3 5 and $10 uh, uh, donations, which are monthly. And if you don't want to do that, you can donate through Binance, Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin, or Basic Attention Token. As I said, all descriptions and links to coin addresses are in the description Below, 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 below. All right. Also, if you know anybody that wants to be on the podcast, we will be opening up the, um, I guess, the calendar here in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're currently full till the end of the year, uh, but yeah, in a couple of weeks we're gonna start opening that back up and uh, try to get a whole list again to get some more awesome interviews in crypto because crypto never sleeps, and nor do I. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? We got one minute left. Any shout outs? anything before we close it up i really appreciate the uh crypto chill and chat that we did this afternoon it was really interesting to talk to some of those guys and listen to what they had to say uh we got some really interesting looking uh raven uh nfts that were three-dimensional and interactive uh those are awesome uh, it's called augmented reality raven uh imagery which was really neat to see i'd never seen stuff like that and i'm really grateful that i was given those were Interestingly enough, free NFTs. I was not expecting that. Yeah. I was really not expecting those guys were distributed on. It's funny. I, I would tell people, get themselves, a, a download the Zellcore wallet and get yourself some Raven. Then you can join and actually come and join us in our chats and probably receive free NFTs yeah. from yeah. these very generous creators out here mm-hmm. who have some of them left. And I know because I have 
I have hundreds of thousands of assets <laughs> in my Cellcore wallet from the distributions that I got before this NFT craze took off. Yeah. So. All right. It's so with me. that said, obviously you can connect with us on on YouTube. Oh yeah, leave mar uh, comments for sure. We need comments. Comments are very good to let us know how uh, how we're doing on the podcast. Um, Discord, come hang out with us in Discord. That's uh, that's that's I'm always there. Twitter has been my my new place where I've been at chit chatting with everybody. It's awesome. And uh, what else? Yeah. Or if you if you're in Silicon Valley, you know, or the Bay Area in California, let me know. We could probably meet up. So. Yeah, with that said, Kryptonauts, until next time, stack sats and huddle. Adios.